Welcome to the Callaway Golf Podcast, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jeff Newbarth. Welcome to the Callaway Golf Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you've seen this jersey <laughs> sitting to my left, and everyone's like, why all the Stephen Curry jersey in there? It's because we knew you were going to come and do the podcast with Absolutely. me. What's going on? I'm doing great. Welcome. How are you doing? Good. This is going to air uh, the week of the match. Yes. So, happy almost Thanksgiving. Same to you. We're probably family. in Tucson and on the way there. That's right. Uh, but we're going to talk about it a little bit early. Um, lots of things to get to. So, let's get right to it. Um, why did you want to play in match three? I remember right after match two, you were you were leading during. the charge during the match. Well, I don't remember during the match. <laughs> was it tweeting. was a blur for me. I was yeah, when y'all were out there putting on a great show, I was tweeting, watching like the rest of the world. Um, but uh, match three, oh, I, nobody knew what it was. I was like, let's just hopefully speak it into existence and keep the momentum from which I had accomplished. And uh, I like the format. I like the competition, obviously. Um, anytime I can just play competitive golf in any circumstance, I'm all for it. And then uh, we're going to do some good with it, too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that most people know by now, but the real winners are going to be uh, the HBCUs. And you've obviously started, I want to say started this, but with Howard Golf, you started mm-hmm. in this, this a couple of years ago with Howard Golf. And I think the story has been sort of well documented how you were there. Uh, you met a student who talked to you about golf. And you asked him about the Howard Golf team. He's like, there is no Howard Golf yeah. team. So now, fast forward a little bit. Howard Golf is reality. There are players. I know that obviously COVID has had a little impact on the team. But how proud are you at the start that Howard Golf is uh, is underway right with right now? Uh, it's a surreal experience, to be honest, because to your point, a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago, met Otis Ferguson the fourth. A student at, at Howard University, and <clears throat> to, your, to your point, he was talking about you know trying to get the Howard program started, needed some support, some help, and you know connecting some dots, a contribution from me, the uh, athletic director leaning in, um, and you know the overall you know university. It's it's been an unbelievable journey to get to this point where in, in spring, obviously with COVID, everything kind of yeah. uh, put a wrinkle into it. But in this spring, hopefully getting them out there in competition creating scholarships for men and women to join the golf program and hopefully building towards an endowment over the next six years and um, to be able to support them through the match, uh, Champions for Change, and finding a way to just tell their story, to be honest. That's the biggest thing. It's about awareness and and access to opportunity. Yeah, and you'll see uh, this Friday uh, with the match all the different schools that are going to benefit. It's Mm -hmm. it's quite a large list, um, and it's pretty awesome. But you are personally going to be playing for Howard uh, University, so when you win a challenge, the money will go towards them. Um, does that put any pressure on you? Do you feel like like extra expectations? You don't want to let those guys down, or, or you're used to competing? I just like the way you just said that. When I win a challenge, it's well, not yeah. if. It's no, a win. Not, I wouldn't say so, if. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, now, if I'm talking about Chuck, I may not use when. That's a good point. Good yeah. point. You know who you're talking to. Yeah. That's good. Um, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I think I'll be nervous at the first tee, like any competition or any golf experience I've had. But once you get out there, the trash talking starts and. The ball starts flying. It should feel hopefully pretty pretty normal, uh, but the format and 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 how me and Peyton will bounce off each other and Phil and Chuck, it's going to be pure entertainment. So uh, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I think the, the the strategy is going to be pretty crazy because modified alternate shot with the exceptional one hole, which I'm not going to get into yet. But modified alternate shot, I think Phil and Chuck have some really interesting decisions because if Chuck 
you know, gets anything on the planet Earth, on green grass, <laughs> do you want, but he may not hit it that far. Right. Do you want Phil hitting an approach from 210, 220, or do you want Chuck hitting from the middle of the fairway from, say, 90 or 100 yards away? That's strategy. And then you got to think about, okay, so let's say that Phil hits it close, Chuck still has to putt. Like, it's, what What do you, have you and Peyton talked a little bit about the alternate shot strategy? Not at all? much, but uh, the way that you just laid out those scenarios, they have a lot more talking to do than we do. So I'm hoping that uh, if we just hit decent shots, keep it consistent, um, get some team chemistry going, those decisions will be, be fairly easy. I think for them, to your point, Phil hitting from 220 out of the rough, Probably a better advantage than uh, Chuck hitting from 90 yards in the middle yeah, of the fairway. And, and, and I've, I've seen the golf course. You haven't seen it yet. Uh, there's not a lot of forgiveness if you miss the fairways in the rough because it's just all desert. Right, that part. That's, that's not that going to be pretty. And Peyton last time was so impressive from short distances with his irons. And I got to thinking because I saw you hitting some drives today and they were hitting you know, north of 300. Mm -hmm. And if you do that and then he has short iron approaches in, that's a that's a nice combination. And everybody knows the Atlanta putter that you have in the bag <laughs> is is lethal. Um, I kind of I kind of like the chances of your team. I, I do too. Um, I like the matchup. I like uh, our odds going in. I like everything about it. So confidence is key, especially in uh, in a situation like this where for for me and me and Peyton control what we can control. You saw real real uh, strategy going into it. So what, what's what's the similarity between the point guard position and the quarterback position? Uh, I mean, there's a lot in terms of, you know, initiating the offense, if you will, uh, for, for a quarterback position, there's probably a lot more, you know, static reads where you're having to kind of see things, you know, two steps ahead, but we all have to know, or we both have to know everybody's position and what everybody's supposed to do on the court and, uh, and be in control of the tempo at all times. So, um, obviously for Peyton, he's got to rely on guys getting open, uh, guys blocking for him, uh, but it's all about the confidence that he instills and in what the play call is, what the read is, and their reps. Same kind of for me. Um, I need a guy to set a screen from time to time. I need to be able to hit the open guy, on, you know, on time on target, um, and see the full, you know, court at all times. Um, I think I can maybe have a little bit more creativity with maybe just taking over a possession if I feel like it. But um, there's a lot of a lot of uh, similarities for sure in terms of how we how we lead and especially each possession. Yeah, but you never got to yell Omaha. That's always we, we might we might need a play to just come down at the free throw line. Hey, just yell that, and that's the play we're gonna run on the next possession. Yeah, we we learned last time that he he's heard every Omaha joke humanly possible. Say, might, so when, when when you try to make one in front of him, he'll he'll look and be like, "Yeah, I've heard that one I before." Might, I might have to get that out on the range before. Yeah, just get, out, get it out of my system. Get it out of the system. There's one in there for sure. Get out of the system. So one of the things I'm excited about is uh, two of the holes on this golf course are drivable par fours. Okay. Uh, about 300 yards. Uh, the par threes. One of them is going to play as short as 130 uh, for all four of you, um, which puts Chuck at a major major disadvantage. <laughs> there's water on that hole too. But what what are your strengths on the golf course for people who don't know your game? What what are people going to be looking to see? Uh, maybe the most unsurprising thing is my hand eye coordination and touch around the greens. Why would that Short be surprising? Game. You know, got a little like, soft hands and creativity. So short game is definitely the, my strong suit. I can hit the ball far, but uh, far doesn't always mean straight. So that's where. Uh, that's where I lose shots consistently off the tee. If I can get in play every hole, um, 
you know, my short game is is really solid, and I can not to say I'm on Phil's level where I feel like I can get up up and down from anywhere. But I do feel like I can get up and down. From yeah, but I remember we were at uh, we were was at Langston uh, mm-hmm. out in uh, D.C. was about a year ago. Feels mm-hmm. like forever ago. And there was one time I can't remember what hole it was, but you you airmailed the green, and you're like, "Watch this! I'm going to get this up and down." The lie was impossible. It was, I mean, the grass was a little it was a little big mix of dirt and grass, mm-hmm. and you flopped it. It was like that far away, and and you called it, executed it, did it, and then tapped it in and moved on to the next. I'm gonna have to channel that for sure. Yeah, that's. I, uh, one of my play, my guys I play golf with all the time. He all, he puts odds on all of my up and down opportunities, and he always laughs because, I mean, Vegas never wins when I'm trying to get up and down. I'm talking myself up, and you're gonna play like this, this on Friday when I skull one across the green. It's all and good. I it's love all it. good. Yeah, I but that's wait. that's the whole fun about golf, and that's that's the fun about desert golf. Yeah, is, is there's really point. nowhere to miss because if you miss, it's gone. So so you and Peyton on the tee. Do you, do you let him tee off first and try to hit something oh, safe sure. and get it in there, and then for that sure. way you can go bombs away if you need to? For sure. I think that's a great, great strategy. It's like every Monday uh, uh, fundraising event out on the course. It's like find the big hitter, let him go forth, and yeah. just let him bombs away all day. Yeah, I just I've, hope I don't swing out of my shoes and ruin the rest of my game. No, no, you wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> um, NBA season getting closer, getting closer. We'll have some announcements, I'm sure, on it soon. But mm-hmm. you guys have been practicing. What's it like? Um, because I was reading something yesterday. It said that the off season for the Heat and the uh, the Lakers yeah. is like 77 days, and for those teams who didn't make the playoffs, 285 days. Do you think there's an advantage for a team like your your, your Warriors that are a little bit rested? 100. percent But we got to take advantage of it. So I think the advantage that we have in rest, other teams have in just familiarity and getting reps in over the course of the summer and in the bubble. So we've been trying to manufacture practices and obviously stay safe, but uh, get guys together, run pickup, you know, get our skill work in and all that type of stuff. So 284 days or whatever it is, is a long time and feel real well rested. Um, But we got to get to, you know, that level of, of, of championship caliber play pretty quickly, knowing that uh, games are going to be coming, you know, every other day pretty much. And, uh, you know, come December 22nd, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be good to see the lights back on. Yeah, for sure. And by the time this airs, uh, the, the draft would have been over. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll just say every name possible and we'll just edit in the <laughs> one that's, that, that's the right pick. Exactly. Is that something as, as a player who's been in the league for a while, like do you follow it? Do you talk about it with, with Coach Kerr and with Bob Myers and stuff like that? Or do you just let them do their jobs? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I follow the college game fairly closely, but not to the point where I could speak on every every prospect. But when it comes to our situation this year and coming out of this draft with the second pick, like that's a that's a serious decision, and you know how you want to approach that. And so there's a lot of collaboration. I'll call it. Um, I don't really. My place is not to go in and tell them what to do, but just give my opinion on what we need, you know, from a positional standpoint. Um, if there's anybody I like more than the other. But uh, at the end of the day, I trust our organization to make the right decisions when it comes to putting the best team out there every single year and giving us the best chance to win. That's kind of how I like to approach it. I hope they trust me out in the court to do what I do as well. Did you watch the finals this year? Did you? Mm-hmm. And what it was, was hard it? to watch, but I did. Yeah, I was gonna say. So what? What's that like? Because obviously, you know, you were hurt for a lot of the season, and the team didn't didn't have the record that I know you guys wanted it to have. Is that motivating to watch it, or are you watching it to see kind of what LeBron and Anthony Davis are doing together? Or? It's a little bit of everything. It's uh, me missing the game and just being a fan of the game and wanting to watch good basketball. Um, it is a little scouting. Uh, in terms of what we need to go in the next year to get back to being you know one of those two teams playing in the finals. 
Um, it's a little nostalgia too. Just we went five years in a row, and I know the uh, the backdrop in Orlando was different, but it's still the NBA Finals. And um, you know, any basketball junkie, whether you're a player, fan, whatever, uh, you know, tuning into that, it's uh, it's 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 good basketball, and uh, it kind of gets you going. Yeah, I think it's exciting because I mean, one of the you know that they obviously haven't released a schedule, but if 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 I could play Adam Silver for a minute, I would have you guys play at the Lakers on opening night. Because you got to have the West Coast thing going, mm-hmm. and and I, I imagine it wouldn't be much fun watching them get their rings, and that would kind of <laughs> be one of those things. But I think it would set up for a yeah. heck of a heck of a first game. It would, it would. You might, uh, you might be onto something. We'll All see. right, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, and one of the other big stories with with the Warriors, then we'll get off basketball back to golf before we finish. This is Clay's return. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, healthy. So far. In a good spot. He's uh he's looking good. I know it's good. been a long time since he's been on the court, but he's he is healthy. Um, getting his timing, his 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 reps back. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I am to have him back on the floor, and you know, with him, Draymond, uh, you know, our core that we have, and and our guys that we've added to the roster. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun being the. I'll call us the experienced guys, yeah. not the old guys, but no, the experienced, no, no. experienced guys that uh, that are ready to help. Uh, you know take it to the next level all right one of the guys who was in those finals uh playing for the miami heat is going to be announcing this week what advice do you have for andre who let him in in the booth is my question i i I think his his pitch was i know all these guys really well and i'm going to talk crap to all of them the entire time (laughs) and i think that's all it took what are we going to learn about andre in the booth and what advice do you have for him you're going to learn how much this guy loves golf first and foremost uh I think you see him as some of the uh, – he's had a major Fallen Tiger one yeah. year. And, yeah. Um, he came down here to Torrey just for a regular right. tournament and, and Fallen right. Tiger exactly what on an was. off day. So you, he, he, he's, a, he's a junkie when it comes to golf. So you'll, you'll learn that quick. He knows what he's talking about, um, his pursuit to keep getting better as a golfer one, but how much he watches a professional game. Uh, he's got a great sense of humor too. Hopefully his material is not to his former teammate, but we'll see how it goes. Well, the good thing is you'll be able to hear him. That's and you'll true. be able to talk back to him. That's true. Because I always think it's unfair when the announcers are up in the booth and they're talking about you and you guys have no idea. And then you, some reporter comes up to you, hey, do you hear what he said? <laughs> like, the good thing about this is you'll actually be able to hear him. Yeah, that's a good point. I always get to come back. So if I need to call into the booth, like, hey, I need my turn. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, All right. So mic. so last question about the match. Uh, at the end of Friday, obviously, the real winners are going to be all these HBCUs. But there's actually going to be a competition. There's going to be a prize given away. I can't say what it is because I don't know when they're revealing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty pretty awesome. Um, who's going to take that home? You and Peyton or Phil and Chuck and why? Oh, me and Peyton, just because it's me and Peyton. We're, I don't even think I need else, any other explanation. I could say it's just we're looking at the other side and it's Chuck. And plus anybody couldn't overcome what Chuck is yeah. on the golf course. But Chuck. he might surprise us. I've heard so many things about Chuck's game from – he still has the hitch to he doesn't to he's gotten so much better since to he's been working on his game to he is most utmost confidence in what he's about to do uh in the match so he could surprise all of us and just shut me up but i'm not going to let it happen well my, my my sources say that no one has worked harder on their game or hit more golf balls since the announcement of the match than chuck mm-hmm. i just don't know if it matters I was about to say, both of those could be true. (laughs) All right. Uh, One last thing that's exciting is Callaway has a really awesome – so we're one of the official partners of the match. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
instead of what we normally would do, which would be like a product placement or something kind of like to promote the product in the match, we're actually going to show something that Callaway's excited and proud to have done with Howard University too. So I'm going to let that be a little bit of a surprise for you because you'll see it during the match and it'll be in your ears. You can hear it and react to it live. But uh, we're excited for everyone who's going to be watching it. It'll probably be on the fourth or fifth hole. If only the producer was any good. Maybe we can try to get it in there. But <laughs> Yeah, let's talk to that guy. Yeah, whoever that is. Uh, anyway, Stephen Curry, thanks so much for spending some time with us. It, Enjoy man. the rest of uh, Thanksgiving week. And we can't wait to see you in Tucson. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Callaway Golf Podcast. We will have a wrap-up of the match with somebody as a guest on uh, next Tuesday. Thanks, everyone.